I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. February 14th, 1998. Sixth grade. Dear diary. Dear Jesus. Dear sweet asswad. Adults sharing the embarrassing things they created as kids. So I wrote poems about masturbation. Before an audience of total strangers. I feel like an idiot. I'm the only normal one in my entire family. Mom, you can't read this. These are the stories hidden inside the pages of our past. Welcome to the Mortified Podcast. I'm Neil, and remember when sitcoms from the 80s and 90s used to do very special episodes? The kind where Tootie or Natalie got kidnapped by Colombian drug lords because they once tried pot? Well, this is exactly like that. Minus the kidnapping, drugs, and preachy epilogue from Nancy Reagan. On this very special episode of the Mortified Podcast, we're honoring Independence Day by exploring two different ways that kids react to getting their first taste of freedom. And what better way to do that than at sleepaway camp? Consider this your mortified summer mixtape. Side A, wet hot American bummer. Adam Grobman reads aloud a series of letters to his parents as recorded at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco. Hi, my name's Adam, and um, I grew up in a suburb very close to Boston, Mass. And I was a real city kid growing up, a homebody. I mean, I left the house, but mostly to ride my bike around the neighborhood hang out with my slightly mischievous friends or light things on fire. But I like to stay in like a one mile radius of my home usually. When I was 10, my parents decided to toughen me up because they were a little worried. They wanted me to be tougher or something. So they sent me to a rustic summer camp in central Vermont for two months. I was, I was actually nine. I wasn't even 10, I was nine. There was no electricity no running water and the cabins had only three walls. So they were exposed to the elements. And you could only use outhouses and you had to swim naked. You were not allowed to wear bathing suits because the Native Americans didn't use bathing suits. And this camp was based on Native American and Quaker beliefs. To me, the place was like a POW camp for kids whose only crime was growing up in the liberal suburbs. (laughs) Following is some correspondence from that summer between myself and my parents. 
July 1st, 1976. Dear Mom and Dad, I am fine. Today I tried the swimming test. I only made it across the docks two times. Dinner is great here. P.S. I made a lot of friends and one especially named Peter Meyer. Uh, July 5th. Dear Mom and Dad, camp is good and the food is great. Also, when I said I only did two laps between docks, I did four and I practiced to do six. P.S. I'm kind of homesick, so please visit as soon as you can. Foreshadowing. <laughs> July 10th. Dear Adam, boy, did we love your letter. I am proud of your swimming improvement. It sounds like you must be a dock swimmer by now. We're having a feud with the squirrels because they are eating the peaches. <laughs> love and kisses, Mom. July 11th. Mom and Dad. I have a very bad cold and I feel very sick. This is what's wrong. I have a bad sore throat. My nose and sinus are very stuffy. I have awful headaches. I feel very weak. Everybody except for two people in this cabin are assholes. Right at this moment, while I'm writing this letter, someone's teasing me and saying I'm faking to be sick. I also lost my knife and my flashlight still doesn't work. This is a letter from later that night. Dear mom and dad, I can't hack camp any longer. I'm gonna have a screaming mental fit. By the way, what I mean by take me out of this camp is come up here in the car and take me home. I hate this goddamn cabin. I want to see our house and sleep in my nice comfortable bed and sleep till 10.30 instead of waking up at 7. July 12th. Dear Adam, I guess you have gone through some sad and difficult days. I think it would be better for you not to worry about your clothes and flashlight and things. As Alfred E. Newman says, why worry? Maybe when you're really angry at the world, you could go to some private place in the woods and um, cry about it. Or yell at the trees. They won't mind. And when you come back from hollering and hitting the ground with a stick, you won't feel angry. Love, Mom. July 13th. Dear Mom and Dad, camp is shitty and boring. Everything's been going wrong, such as one, period, parenthesis. Jason Kahn borrowed my red short-sleeved shirt and lost it. Two, my flashlight still isn't working. And three, I got a cut on my penis when I flunked my canoe test. You, you had to do everything around the waterfront naked at this freaky place.
and you had to capsize a metal canoe on purpose to pass your canoe tests. So something got caught when I capsized the canoe. It's since healed. Um, okay. I'm very homesick. I wish you could arrange so I can only stay one month instead of two. Now also what happened outside of this letter was uh, my bunkmate Terrence dropped a candle down from the bunk above mine and set my sleeping bag on fire. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do that if you tried. But he did it by accident. He did like a David Blaine trick and set my sleeping bag on fire. So here's the response to my last uh, letter, July 14th. Dear Adam, I'm sorry that you hurt your penis. Does it still bother you? Love, Dad. July 21st. Dear mom and dad, I fucking can't stand this bastard camp. You better goddamn listen to this letter or I'm gonna scream. And as a matter of fact, I already screamed my ass off at everybody in this cabin today. I don't goddamn understand why you don't believe that I'm having a conniption. Now I know you hate my guts. Because if you liked me, you wouldn't torture me. Come up here on Saturday the 24th. If you send me one more of those crap letters, I'll rip it up and burn it. July 26th, five days later. Dear Adam, did you get the comics? Things around here are pretty boring. Love, Mom. July 30th. <clears throat> Dear Mom and Dad, I can't stand it anymore. All the kids in my cabin hate me. They steal and wreck up my things. I can't escape it. I want to go kill myself. I didn't kill myself. August 11th. Dear Adam, think about something you feel really good about. And then, before you know it, you won't, be, you won't feel like a gloomy Gus anymore. Signed, Mom. That was the last letter. I'll be reading, but uh, the day after my parents drove up and took me home from camp a month early, shortly after what I read, a camper was playing with matches and accidentally started a fire that spread through the woods and burned several cabins to the ground. Uh, one camper's trumpet melted into a puddle. The camp sent out a letter to everybody who had ever gone to the camp saying that campers uh, now had to sleep in the dining commons from those burned down cabins and uh, they were asking for any extra donations during this difficult and unfortunate time. That camper with the matches? Terrence, my bunkmate. <laughs> so, I ask you guys, hysterical third grade crybaby pussy or sensitive 10 year old prophet? Thank you. That was Adam Grotman in San Francisco at the DNA Lounge. Side B, Summer Lovin'. Sasha Rothschild reads aloud her letters from camp, which reveal a very different experience. Whereas Adam viewed his summer away from home as a prison, Sasha viewed it as a playground, the kind that's rated R. Here Sasha recorded at King King in Los Angeles, 
Some of you may recall her from one of Mortified's appearances on This American Life. Hello. Oh, much better. I'm Sasha Rothschild. Um, this is a picture of me in sixth grade, and um, these letters are from camp uh, when I was in between seventh and eighth grade. I sent them to my best friend, Julie, who was at a different camp, and at this point, I had not kissed a boy. Dear Julie, it is Sunday. So much has happened in the past two days. This letter is going to be so long. First of all, I like Derek. Derek started going out with a girl in my cabin, so I didn't like him anymore. So I started to like Eric, Derek's best friend. I became really good friends with him. I've been at camp for two days and I'm already really good friends with people. I asked Vicky to ask Eric if he liked me. When Vicky asked him, he said, I like her so much, but I wasn't going to say anything to her because I didn't think I had a chance. So he liked me and I liked him. It took him one day to get the courage up to ask me out, but he did around four o'clock. Tonight, we had a talent show. I was not in it. I sat next to Eric holding hands. On our way to the Grove, the boys' cabins, I sort of Frenched him, but everyone was around, so not really. At 9.30, it was time for the girls to walk to their cabins. Instead, I went with Eric behind the boys' showers. I Frenched him four times for about seven minutes each. That's about a half an hour. It was so cool. I Frenched him so much. It felt so good. While we were Frenching, I got to third base without getting the second. I, I had my jean shorts on though. I can't believe I got to first and third. Can you? I don't want to sound perverted, but it feels really cool. Now, let me tell you about Eric. He is almost 15. I'm 12, by the way. Not so bad. He is 5'11 and 150 pounds. He has the best body. He's really built. He's really cute, too. Brown hair, blue eyes, no braces. By the way, I took my rubber bands off. That is very important. You cannot French with rubber bands. Eric knows I'm 12. He doesn't care. He thinks I'm gorgeous. Isn't that cool? He's for anarchy. He's so cool, his ear is pierced two times. By the way, Vicky isn't going out with anybody. Love, Sasha. P.S. This letter is for your eyes only. Dear Julie, I am still going out with Eric. This is our 11th day. I French him at least 40 times a day now. That is no big deal. I have gotten to second base about six times under the bra. I have, thank you. I have, <laughs> I have not gone to third base. I repeat, I have not gone to third base. Don't worry, I don't think I would go that far. I was just so excited that I kind of exaggerated a little in my last letter. All Eric did was sort of put his hand there for like one second with my jean shorts on. We were standing up also. It was not third base, definitely not third base. I love Eric so much and he loves me. Vicky still isn't going out with anyone. I love this camp. Dear Julie, 
Today is the 15th. I have been going out with Eric for 15 days. Not anymore. There is this girl named Callie. She is very pretty and sexy and a slut. She is 12 and is not a virgin. The past two days, rumors have been going around the camp about Eric and Callie fooling around. I asked both of them if it was true and they both denied it. Today, around noon, I found out it was true. I'm, I'm very obsessed with specific time for some reason. So, in the middle of lunch, I took a big glass of milk, went over to Eric's table and poured the milk on top of his head in front of the whole camp. Then I threw the glass in his face and yelled, don't cry over spilled milk, asshole. And I walked away. Eric was so embarrassed. Everybody was cheering for me and everybody hates Callie now. I'm really glad I didn't go to third with him. I was crying so much after that. So was Eric. He came up to me and gave me my silver bracelet he was wearing back and he said he was sorry and he walked away. He loves me so much and he can't believe he made such a stupid mistake. I love him too, but I could never go out with him again. Callie and him did a lot. I'm not sure how much, but he sucked her tits and fingered her. <laughs> Eric was going to stay for one session, but because of me, he told his mom he wanted to stay for two. So she sent the money. Now he is stuck here. Callie is only staying for one, thank God. I hate the bitch, whore, slut, fucker, asshole, bitch again. <laughs> the milk was awesome though I wish you were here to help me through this tough time Vicky is cool but you are still my best friend dear Julie hi so I forgave Eric I know he loves me and is really sorry and he promises never to talk to Callie again so you know how I was wondering if I should go to third well I did <laughs> I went to third two times. A few nights ago, we had this co-ed sleepover. This camp was bananas, by the way. <laughs> that was where I did it. Eric stuck his finger all the way up there. It wasn't gross at all. He also kissed my tits. So I guess you could say I have gotten really far this summer. I don't know whether I should give Eric a hand job. If I did, it would definitely be the last week of camp. <laughs> Dear Julie, a lot has happened since my last letter. First of all, I gave Eric a hand job. <laughs> we had been going out for 39 days, not counting the three-day breakup. It was fun. Second of all, I got caught drinking. This CIT, counselor in training, from first session, came back to visit and brought Bartles and James' original wine cooler. I had like three sips. Third of all, I got kicked out of camp. I guess the camp really doesn't like drinking? Whatever, I really don't feel like writing down the entire story. So I will tell you when I see you. Eric was also kicked out. He didn't drink or anything, but was so sad that I was leaving, he lied and said he drank also. Isn't that so romantic? I'm gonna miss him so much. So uh, Eric and I kept in touch a little bit after that summer when I was 12 and then, you know, fell apart. And uh, 
when I was a sophomore in college in Boston, totally bored, um, realized he was from Boston, maybe I could find him, and I did find him. He lived three blocks from campus. And when I saw him, shaved head, tattoos, bloody knuckles, and he was in a gang, and he would go out and he'd beat up neo-Nazi skinheads into a Jewish girl who's bored. This is the hottest thing in the world. <laughs> so, Eric and I totally went all the way in Boston. Thank you. That was Sasha Rothschild reading at King King in Los Angeles. As always, everything heard in our podcast were actual childhood writings, with no embellishing, no exaggerating, just God-given awkwardness. To share the shame, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or visit GetMortified.com to learn about Mortified stage shows, books, films, and beyond. Click participate, and who knows, maybe you'll appear on a future episode of the series. Radiotopia is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and MailChimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Of course, if your organization is interested in supporting our podcast, please email sponsor at radiotopia.fm. Our podcast production team for this episode includes Gina Delvac, Pierce Purcelli, Kathy Tu, Dave Nadelberg, and myself, Neil Katcher. Music by Gordon Bash, Alex Burke, Adam Smith, and Snake Snake Snakes. Additional thanks to Jared Bogley, Kate Froelich, Marina Schifrin, Graham Fuchs, Melanie Merritt, King King, DNA Lounge, Scott Lifton, and all the dedicated Mortified Live producers whose work make the stage show possible. Until next time, we remind you that we are freaks, we are fragile, and we all survived. Don't cry over spilled milk, asshole!